we will be having our devotional today in the book of Job, chapter 16. But let me read to us verse 6 to 11. And in this back and forth discussion or speeches between Job and his friends, we have seen thus far that the speeches are becoming more heated and both have been on the defensive side and we see here the struggles of how to understand what is suffering. Even Job himself cannot really bear the pain and then the friends who are trying to console him were did not also make a, a good job when in fact Job complained. So let me read to us verse 6 to 11 in Job 16. This is the reply of Job to Eliphaz. If I speak, my pain is not assuaged. And if I forbear, how much more, how much of it leaves me? Surely now God has worn me out. He has made desolate all my company, and he has reveled me up, which is a witness against me. And my leanness has risen up against me. It testifies to my face. He has torn me in his wrath and hated me. He has gnashed his feet or his teeth at me. My adversary sharpens his eyes against me. Men have gaped at me with their mouth. They have stuck or they have struck me insolently on the cheek. They massed themselves together against me. God gives me up to the ungodly and cast me into the hands of the wicked. But in the midst of this despair that Job expressed here, he expressed that he has his witness in heaven. Behold, my witness is in heaven, as he expressed here. Job calls his friends at the beginning of this chapter miserable comforters. Instead of comforting him, they add more insult to his pain. Job said to them, if you were in my place, I could join words together against you and shake my head at you. Somehow, they did not understand how much pain they had contributed to Job that Job had to say that. And even he added in verse 10, Men have gaped at me with their mouth. They have struck me insolently on the cheek. They massed themselves together against me. In other words, Job really was insulted with their speeches. He wondered what their motives were. He said in verse 3, Shall windy words have an end? Or what provokes you that you answer? He asked them, what, is your, what are your motives? What, what are your intentions? Why you say this to me? Yes, he recognized that he was a windy here. Or he was speaking a lot to express his pain. It's interesting to note what Bridgeway commentary says. Let me read. He feels like a helpless victim, talking about Job, that wild animals attacked, like a target that archers fire at, like a weak city wall that enemy soldiers smash to pieces. He mourns and suffers, though he is innocent. So Job was just expressing his pain, unbearable pain, so that he was like somebody who was in a deep delirium 
although he was conscious in a lot of what he said, yet, but he was really saying a lot of things out of his pain. And God allowed this pain. And he believed that because of his sustained pain, God gives him up to the ungodly. His pleadings with God may not have brought relief from his pain because God seems had no answer to him or God was silent. But his silence also did not help him also. In fact, the more that he complained or he aired out his pain before God and the more he heard also the comments and the rebuke and even the sermons from his friends, his physical condition only deteriorated badly. He described it in verse 6 to 8. Of course, Job was mistaken to assume that God was an enemy, but he was in the middle of an unbearable ordeal. He wished to die, but God did not grant it. So what is our lesson? As a sufferer, we can learn that sermon was not his need, but for his pain to go away, for somebody just to be with them or with him, neither or not necessarily to say words, just to maybe in, in, in his presence, not to comment or not to, to judge him, not to um, be, be judgmental that because Job was suffering, that he was really very sinful, as his friends believed. But just to be there, empathizing for what he, he felt and what he experienced. He wished to die, but God did not grant it. For many times he expressed that, how he wished, I would die so that there will be an end, at least in show or in the place of the dead, there will be no suffering there anymore. So we learn a lesson here that whenever we comfort somebody who is overwhelmed with so much pain, we don't need to say anything. Maybe we can just wrap our shoulder, I mean, our arms into his shoulder. And maybe a prayer of comfort, a prayer of faith. But the sufferer does not need our sermon. He just wants to get rid of the pain. Ironically, although Job was seeming to question God, why is that you, you um, give me up unto the ungodly? Yet, we can see here that he hoped upon God. We read that in verse 18 to 22. This is what he said, O earth, cover not my blood, and let my cry find no resting place. Even now, behold, my witness is in heaven. He still believed that God is looking at him, and God saw or God sees that he is a Muslim. And he who testifies for me is on high. My friends scorn me. My eye pours out tears to God that he would argue the case of a man with God, as a son of man does with his neighbor, 
For when a few years have come, I shall go the way from which I shall not return. So he still maintained his faith unto the Lord that he said here, my witness is in heaven. Yes, he questioned God, but ironically, he hoped upon God. He was consistent here in what he expressed in Job 13 verse 15 that he said, though he will slay me, yet I will trust in him. Whenever we have sufferings, unexplainable, nobody can appease and assuage us. There is no, no other person we can go. There is no other person who can air out our our pain, accepted unto the Lord. And thankfully, the writer of Hebrews had expressed us with his truth that Christ is our high priest who was tempted in all points. He was tempted in all angles and areas of his life, yet he did not commit any sin while he was here on earth so that he's able to sympathize, he's able to feel everything that we feel. So our God is our God who is not foreign to what we feel. Perhaps Job has not this, don't have this privilege. But for us today, we have this privilege because Hebrews, the, the author of Hebrews, had written this important truth that whenever we suffer, whenever we undergo a lot of pains and, and troubles in life, there's somebody who can identify with us and that we can hope for him. That's why we are asked there, we are enjoined to encourage there. Let us go into the throne of grace and ask his help in times of need for he is faithful, he is merciful, he identifies our pain and trouble. Thank God for this great privilege. Let us pray. Father, as we see the sufferings of Job coming to an intense and more severe uh, sufferings, we have really no idea how he's, he could survive here. He was groping for answers. He has friends who cannot comfort him. Practically, he was really pressed by, by at every corner. And thank, thank you, Lord, for putting this, this uh, chapter in order for us to realize that in despite of the darkness that Paul or that Job had been, had been um, battling, yet he had the glimmer of hope so that he looked unto you and still find this hope alive because his witness is you in heaven. And Father, we pray that we'll be able to have the same response or response whenever we experience hardships in life. Father, thank you for this, these words that we have read in the book of Job, Lord, chapter 16, for this morning. Bless this our hearts. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.